Welcome to the Gospel Matrescence Podcast. Matrescence, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional transformation women go through when becoming a mother. This developmental stage of life is as powerful and irreversible as adolescence, and yet few women have ever heard of it. Our communities have little to no rites of passage to celebrate or prepare for it, but here, at Gospel Matrescence, we apply a biblical worldview to the beautiful and sometimes painful metamorphosis of motherhood. Come, let's navigate motherhood together. Hello, this is Andy, and welcome to another episode of the Gospel Matrescence Podcast. So uh, today we're going to be talking about this concept of taking charge of your own needs. And um, I have a lot of really great information to share with you, but first I kind of want to start with maybe a personal testimony of um, this idea in my own life. So I uh, have been a mama for 24 years now, have eight children, and have been married to my husband for 27 years. Um, and this idea of my needs getting met has been kind of a difficult um, journey for me to learn how does God intend for mom's needs to be met? Because in so many ways, my life is consumed by the needs of others. Um, Even now, while the needs are different than they were in the early years where I had a baby every, every year, every other year, and somebody always needed to be changed. Somebody always needed to be fed. There was all these immediate needs that if they didn't get met within a few minutes, um, very quickly, there would be loud noises and crying and disruptions in our day. And so I'm trying to balance that. And then I have the needs of our family. I have the needs of my husband, um, you know, wanting emotional connection or managing our home, getting dinner on the table. You know, we homeschooled for many years. So there was educational needs that um, were constantly before me when I noticed a child was behind or they hadn't been doing their math for three weeks and um, or so-and-so was struggling with learning reading. There seemed to be these educational needs. Obviously, there were spiritual needs in our home of our children needing to be discipled. There was needs at my church that people needed um, a meal because a dear friend had just had a baby. And so I'm surrounded by needs and yet that constant voice of who meets my needs <laughs> while I'm pouring myself out who's going to meet my needs and I cannot even tell you how many conversations borderline fights my husband and I had sometimes we refer to it as heated fellowship over the topic of my needs being met and I would you know get a overwhelmed and overwhelmed and finally a tipping point would come so I would initiate a conversation with my husband and I would begin to vent that nobody's meeting my needs nobody's helping me nobody's giving me a break nobody's you know helping find the shoes on the way out the door for church I'm the one who has to do everything and I had a husband who who desperately cared. <laughs> he wanted to help meet the many needs, but the the problem was more practical. He just wasn't aware of his many needs, and he didn't know how even to meet my needs at times emotionally. Um, so we would go back and forth, and he would say, Andy, I want to help. I need you to communicate with me. I need you to tell me before, you know, we had this scale of one to ten. One was super peaceful. Ten was losing my ever-loving mind. And he would say, I need you to tell me when you're at a five, when it's 
it's escalating. Don't wait till you're at a 9.7 to tell me that, you know, your hair's on fire and you're about to have a mental breakdown. I need you to inform me of what you need earlier. And I don't know why that was so difficult for me to do. I would keep quiet until I hit a nine. And then sometimes I would just explode. And, um, so this concept sometimes is even more prevalent around the holidays. So right now it's December and uh, there's so many celebrations to be had. We just finished Thanksgiving. We're headed towards Christmas. We have many family traditions. Um, there's the Christmas gifts. There's the food preparation. There's out of town guests that will be staying with us. We have a big New Year's party we're going to be doing. And I know that traditionally this can be a time of overwhelm and conflict because there's just so many needs. And so um, I wanted to share this um, idea of four steps to taking charge of your own needs. Now, the impetus for me sharing this has to do with the holidays coming up. So this is something that can be applied, especially over the holidays. Um, but it is year round. There's always going to be needs. And, and we've kind of, you know, heard of the martyr mom phenomenon of a mom who scurries around the home to get everything done. And yet she does it more with a martyring spirit where then people feel guilty that, oh my goodness, mom's so tired because she did all the dishes. Mom's so tired because she made the food and she maybe gives some digs to people around her. Well, if somebody else would help around here, I wouldn't be so tired. And one of my um, heart's desires is to help you avoid the martyr mom complex because it doesn't really help us maintain the non-anxious presence that I've talked about in previous episodes, um, especially the episode on the identity pillar, that when we have a self-differentiated identity that's grounded in Christ, we are able to maintain a non-anxious presence in our home. And part of that is understanding how to process our own needs. And a self-differentiated person is able to step back and observe their needs and communicate them to others in a peaceful way. So how does that happen as a mom? Well, this week I came across an article. So a lot of what I'm going to be shared is sharing is based on an article by a woman named Allison Cook, who is a PhD, and she wrote an article called taking charge of your own needs. And um, she she wrote it in the context of the holidays. And so let me read a quote from this article. This is what Alison Cook says, quote, this holiday season, imagine what it would be like to take charge of your own needs. Taking charge of your own needs isn't selfish. It's how you show up authentically to the people you love. It's a way of respecting others while demonstrating that you respect yourself, end quote. And I was really touched by that. I thought, wow, that is interesting. That is how I show up authentically. It's how I respect my husband. It's how I respect my children so I don't slip into that um, passive-aggressive martyr mode. Um, and and I, I loved this idea of being self-differentiated Having a non-anxious presence means I'm balancing two things. I'm balancing my own self-differentiation with the same amount of emotional connectedness. And sometimes when we lean towards one or the other, that we take charge of our own needs and we don't care what anybody else has done and we emotionally disconnect from others, that's not what we're looking for. But we're also not looking for this overemphasis on emotional connection where we feel responsible for everything in this codependent, people-pleasing mode. That also disrupts our peace and prevents us from being an non-anxious presence. So I'm going to share with you four steps 
for you to take charge of your own needs, whether it's through the holiday season or in the middle of the summer. Um, so let's walk through these four steps. So step one is to pause and identify your own needs through self-awareness. You know, in this step, we have to ask ourselves a few questions. Um, and these are three questions I'm going to offer you. What does my body need right now? What does my soul need right now? And what would stir up joy or bring comfort to me right now? So that pausing requires us to maybe take a break from some of our um, patterns of people pleasing, of saying yes when we really want to say no, of interfering with other people's conflict or the consequences of other people's behavior. And it forces us to just pause Look in the mirror and self-assess through those three questions. What does my body need right now? What does my soul need right now? And what would stir up joy or comfort in me? The second step is to write it down. So now that we've paused, we've considered it, grab a piece of paper and journal and write down um, a sentence that is clear and takes personal responsibility for your own needs. So, you know, in this, you're going to really have to wrestle with what do I have control over? And what do I not have control over? Because we can't really have a personal need in an area we don't have control over. I need my husband to lead more family worship. <laughs> That's not really a need. That's a desire that you wish somebody else did. But in our own life, there's this, this image called the circle of control and the circle of concern. So the circle of control is what we actually have control over. Outside of that is our circle of concern, things that we're concerned about, but we don't have control over them. So your needs can only be rooted in the things you actually have control over. So you may write down something that you think is a need and then realize, ooh, that's in my circle of concern. I can't claim that as a need. I'm only able to claim as needs things that are in my circle of control. So what do you have control over? And, you know, really submitting it to God to say, God, show me what is in my circle of control that I can actually take personal responsibility for. So in this journaling, I challenge you to write out a sentence, a need sentence. And this need sentence, there's a formula for this. It should be your need, your legitimate need, plus an action statement you're willing to take responsibility for. So again, there are things we think are needs that are not legitimate needs. I need for my two-year-old to stop crying. I need for my child to be potty trained. I need for my husband to lead more family worship. I need more money for Christmas gifts. Those are not needs. Those are what we think are needs, but they are outside of our circle of control. So I'm talking about legitimate needs. So once you identify a legitimate need that connects to something your body needs, something your soul needs, or what would stir up joy in you, um, write it out in a sentence. A need plus the action statement. I need blank. So I commit to blank. I need more physical rest. So I commit to going to bed at nine o'clock for the next three nights. I need my soul to be filled with God's word. So I commit to not going to that event so that I can have a quiet time. Those are things within your circle of control that are based on legitimate body needs, soul needs, and what would bring more joy. And this really helps us take the guilt out of our needs because we recognize it's a legitimate need that your soul needs or that your body needs or that would draw you closer to Christ. So that step two is journal the need, write that sentence, what is your need, plus the action statement that you are committing to do.
Step three is to communicate that sentence to somebody else, (laughs) to um, think who is going to be affected by my choice to meet my own needs. If I'm going to choose not to make that five course meal and instead order Chinese, and I know somebody might be disappointed with that choice, who do I need to tell about that? I need more rest. Therefore, I'm not going to make the five course meal, but I'm going to order Chinese instead. Who's going to be affected by that? Is it your family members that always expected you to make the five course meal? Is it your husband who really loved that steak and crab legs, but instead is going to have to eat? carry out this year. Um, and so how can you communicate the, the action step you're willing to take to meet that legitimate need? When you do, I would encourage you to affirm the good, to speak the truth, and to not make excuses or blame others. Take responsibility for the meaning of your own needs because you've done the work to process, to separate legitimate and illegitimate needs. You've decided what the action step is that you are going to take to get that need met. And then you're just going to communicate it to those who might be affected by you. Maybe you've got family in town for the holidays and they really love the mornings where you make, you know, cinnamon rolls and eggs and all of the fixins five days in a row and you decide wow this is really hard for me to do so I am going to do a cereal bar three of the days that they're here and I'm just going to do a help yourself breakfast and I'm not going to come out of my bedroom till 9 a.m. and so because I need more time with God my choice is we're going to do a cereal bar instead of a big breakfast and I'm going to communicate that to my guests without blame, without guilt, to just say, hey, I've been really working on having quiet times in the morning. So instead, we're going to do a nice breakfast two of the days you're here, but the other three days, it's just help yourself cereal bar. I'll set those things out the night before. So feel free to help yourself and have a slow morning because you won't see me until nine o'clock. That is a way of taking charge of your own needs in a really self-differentiated way, but it's also still emotionally connected to those around you. And then step four is take action. Do the action that you said you would do back in your need statement. Have the um, self-control to take the walk, to not make the fancy meal, to um, whatever it is that you noticed you needed, that you took the action to make that need, um, to get that need met. So let me review here. Step one, pause and identify your needs. What does your body need? What does your soul need? And what would stir up joy? Step two, write out that need statement with the need plus the action that you're willing to take, making sure that you're staying within your circle of control and not your circle of concern. Step three, communicate that need to those around you and commit to taking personal action for that need to be met. And then step four, Do what you said you would do. Take the action to meet the need without guilt and without blame to others. Um, You know, I think as moms, sometimes we believe a lie that it's not possible to care about others and to care about our own needs at the same time. We, We enter into this like false dichotomy that, okay, either I care about others' needs and I go about meeting them. Or I'm a selfish person that meets my own needs. And when we're talking about legitimate needs that are grounded in what our soul needs and in our circle of control, it is very possible to be a mom who cares about the needs of others, but also 
takes the time to meet her own needs. And that is my hope for you. That is my prayer for you, especially this holiday season, um, that you will be able to balance those things, that you will um, be able to take charge of your own needs in such a way that you are able to show up in your home, in your marriage, in the friendships that you have as a non-anxious presence. So um, please think about this and consider this. And I look forward to our next time together. Merry Christmas.